0: Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our sports. My name is Kevin Wilson. I'm here with the... Greatest food truck connoisseur in the history of the sport, John Cole. Uh, Greatest appetite, maybe. (laughs) Um, I I must let the listeners know that we have a guest in studio. Uh, Luke is the manager at Buck Chun at 136... 132 chestnut. 132
1: chestnut you're sending them to the wrong place well let me guess 136 is where they sell books <laughs> is that where we're going and then when they run in and oh I'll get this book and then I'll go two doors down to get the killer food <laughs> uh, sorry later,
0: everybody later on today we were gonna we are going to post uh, photos of the delicious spread that uh, they have sent us 132 chestnut is it buck Chun yeah, Bukchon Chun Korean cuisine buck Chun Korean cuisine nice, nice. And you don't have any of those down in Center City.
1: No, it's not. Uh, you know, unless we get maybe one of the Koji trucks down there or something, the food trucks down there. Not a lot of Korean down there, unfortunately. It seems to be more like a University City and slightly Chinatownish type of thing. Absolutely. And, yep. and I'll
0: tell you, I, I'm, I'm, it's driving me crazy because the smell of the food here is unbelievable. Oh, uh, we also have David, who is a consultant to the restaurant, and we're going to get into Korean cuisine. We're going to teach the folks a lot of interesting things about korean cuisine uh but we're going to start our show and then we'll go into the uh buck uh guys that are here nice enough to join us uh today is
1: our value here there and everywhere episode Absolutely. Um, we that? get what's the one I get the most of. I'm going to try to keep a lot of my answers today. Yeah, because South got- Jersey based. Exactly. I, between the emails to the show and the personal reach outs I get on social media, uh, people are like, "Yeah, I know. I can find my own stuff in Philly. South Jersey is like you know coal mining country. It's like the Wild West out there. So I'm going to try to shoot people some you know kind of decent." Uh, Decent places on the the far and forgotten side of the bridge. Very true. And I get a lot of emails from people wanting to know
0: more info about South Jersey. I have to be full disclosure. I'm an expert at Philadelphia restaurants. I know everything there is to know, but... I've only been to Adelphia and uh, in the pub <laughs> in South Jersey. So we have John here to help us with that.
1: The, the, the pub is like the Red Wedding in Game <laughs> of Thrones. It's a huge cavernous space, kind of, you know, Renaissance fair looking, but the food is actually very good. You know, a lot of times, theme places, it's a little gimmicky. The pub was one of the places I'll probably mention today. Uh, is it 10 bucks to eat there? No. But what you do spend, and this is what we've talked about, value can be found in a lot of places you can drop 30 bucks and have an incredible value experience and you can drop nine bucks and you know be hosed
0: let me tell you this it's so odd that you just said that that's the purpose of our show today mm-hmm. i'm going to be teaching you where what fine dining restaurants that you can eat at for under 20 dollars. and i was surprised doing the research how many fantastic fine dining restaurants la Croix is one of them where you can eat, and the purpose of a fine dining restaurant, I tell everybody, is the experience. You're not paying f- that much money for the food. You're not paying $200 to have the food, like Vetri's, $165, or whatever. You're paying for the overall experience, the customer service, uh, the, the ambiance, etc. I'm going to teach you guys today that you can go and experience the ambiance, and you can experience the customer service for under $20. You just have to know what to order and when to go. So you're going to get the same experience as the $200 people, but you're going to be at a very low price point. Uh, let's start. Every week, as you guys know, we start with our emails. I want to just let everyone know that starting tomorrow, uh, you will be able to download us on iTunes, Google Play, and every
1: podcast. Uh, well, that sounds like the stock at Apple going up. I'll we're tell you what, the iTunes. stock at
0: Apple going up. We're going, to be, uh, we're going to be available to a lot more people. Uh, starting tomorrow. So if, you're, if you like the show, and I suggest that you download and review us on uh, iTunes. Uh, give us a little review. If you hate us, go ahead. We'll read them. You
1: yeah, know. no, we look forward to the middle finger emoji and the poop emoji. We, 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 we draw those almost every week.
0: And iTunes will allow you to rate and review the show. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, diningonadime at yahoo.com will get uh, an email to us right away, even if we're recording the show. Uh Dining on a dime at yahoo.com. I created the Twitter account at Dining on a dime on Twitter. And uh, the Facebook page, I suggest everybody goes to. the Dining on a dime Facebook page, I post photos from all of the places that we talk about. Uh, if you look on the Dining on a dime Facebook page today, you will see a photograph from Volvaire. Uh, that was one of my favorite fine dining restaurants. Uh, we're going to be talking about how you can eat at Volvaire. Uh, on a pre-theater menu for just thirty-five bucks instead of the hundred and sixty-five that they were charging. Now, when you say fine
1: dining, you mean a place that has both a men's and a women's room, <laughs> or even fancier than that?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, you know, nowadays they don't make you wear the coat. Well, I was going to say
1: old. you forget. I come from the food truck world, so I'm assuming the restroom key comes on like a big cinder block, mm-hmm. like out in Kensington, so you don't make off with it. Or and you have to wear shoes. Just oh. So you- <laughs> oh no, no, come on, now that's not the show we're doing.
0: All right, every week we start. Every week we start with emails. These are. Good Good and bad. They're not all positive emails. These are the legitimate emails that I receive about the show. Uh, Stacy in Mount Holly. Oh. Uh, she writes, Kevin and John love the show and think it's a much needed resource. But I just wanted you to know that I took your recommendation of Marmont and it could have been the best 12 ounce New York strip steak I've ever had. And I only paid 35. Uh, Marmont, We. if you guys are going out for restaurant week, episodes number three. Episode number four. Download it from wildfireradio.com. Uh, me and John gave you an in depth look at Restaurant Week. Uh, yeah. Restaurant Week is on till
1: I believe October 5th or whatever. Uh, you still have time to take advantage of it. That had a you- great experiences there, even outside of Restaurant Week. That's one of those places. I've got a couple, three, four pocket places I always keep, and that's always one of them. I tend to think steakhouses. With few exceptions Are sort of like ATMs for the investors
0: That's exactly right You
1: know what I mean Yeah sure You got a $30 steak But it cost me $95 mm-hmm. um, Marmont is the exact opposite of that The service has been great Love the place uh, Occasionally they do this kind of Wine hotel butter thing With the foot Just delicious man. Just go over there just, I'm telling just you go.
0: That, that was our, our our recommendation For restaurant week Stacy and Mountain Holly Took our recommendation And she was just telling us How much she loved it Uh, Angela in Berlin, New Jersey. Wow, John's attracting all the ladies from South Jersey. Angela in Berlin writes, Kevin, can you please stop doing that annoying Casey Kasem voice? I think it's a nervous habit that you have, but it's juvenile and annoying. (laughs) He
1: can't, but what he will do is keep his feet on the ground, but keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> hold on.
0: Hold on. I, I want to just let everybody know that's not a Casey Kasem voice. That is actually Shadow Stevens. <laughs> so so that, I'll take Shadow for the
1: center square. Next week when Kit <laughs> Kelly is in the studio.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, our last email comes from Desiree in Defford. John is attracting all the South Jersey ladies. South Jersey. Love you representing the show. Uh, Hey guys, love the show, but I have a 25-year anniversary coming up and wanted to know a nicer type restaurant that we can go to in the South Jersey area. I just told you guys, I've only been to two. John Cole, go ahead. Um, 25-year anniversary.
1: Depending on where you want to drive, uh, we have Robin's Nest. In Mount Holly, which is probably about a 30, 35-minute ride, I'd say, from Deptford. Um, The Robins Nest is one of those places that the food is good all year. Don't get me wrong. A woman that owns the place is an accomplished chef, accomplished baker, caterer, restaurateur. However... Fall, winter, that's when this place really hits its sweet spot with some really amazing soups, stews, um, set up in like a very kind of quaint Victorian type setting. You know, they're right on Main Street, right near the water, great location. Um, If that's not quite your thing, I would say maybe the... Hill Creek Farms, nice Mullica Hill. Um, they've really stepped up their game from just coffee and biscuits, or you know, I should say muffins. I'm sorry, coffee and muffins. To they're doing some really good farm to table stuff. What I'd suggest you do is maybe go over to Facebook, check out a place like Hill Creek Farms, and see if they have something close to your day. Nice. You know, I'm not sure when exactly her anniversary is, but hopefully they'll have an event. Uh, there's a Restellis there now. We've talked about Restellis a Ristelli. bunch of time friend of the show. Um, they very much have decided to really kind of boost the food that's being served at Hill Creek Farm. Right. Suddenly we've got, you know, high-end beef butchered by Restellis, uh, high-end fish. I forget the name of the fish company they own. But there's a, a bunch, you know, everyone in South Jersey thinks I got to go down to Atlantic City. Or all the way out to Cape May. And that's not true anymore. There's really decent places to eat. You know, fancy. Well, we would be in South Jersey, what we call dress-up places. You know, i I, I got to put long pants on. Um, and you don't have to go that far, and you don't have to pay that much. Right. You go to a place like the Robin's Nest, and even if, yeah, sure, okay, fine, surf and turf, 45 bucks. But they always have something. On the menu. On the menu. There's always a special um, that's really nice. Nice. And, you know, depending on how much you want to spend, I mean, some people make 25 years. Well,
0: she – she, uh, what was her name? <laughs> Stacy actually wants to get something at a low price, so 25 is fair.
1: Yeah, know? I think 25 is fair. A lot of times this time of year, uh, Robin's will Robin will do their take on Thanksgiving dinner. Nice. Um, very much like an upscale, almost European take on the turkey and mashed potatoes type thing. And I would very much tell people they call it different things every year, but that or maybe the uh, they have a crab natal they do, and I think that was like twenty nine ninety nine. So that's probably fairly close to. That's what you know, we're here value. for. Value. Our show gives you. We care about
0: your wallet. So when you listen to this show, and we're on iTunes and Google Play, so this is a big opportunity for you guys. Uh, You guys are going to be able to save money when dining out. I want to give you just one example. I have a friend of mine who takes two of his kids to McDonald's twice a week as a treat. Uh, I... Told him to listen to us.
1: That's he's, funny. If I have to go to McDonald's, I assume I did something wrong. Well, here's
0: the thing. He, he, you know, the kids like it. You know, da da da. But I, he started listening to this show, and he's like, "Heaven, I took your recommendation to the Donofas up in Tacony, and they're giving meals out for five bucks." He said, "I'm not only saving money; we're getting much healthier options, and we're getting some good stuff." Okay, here's the rundown for the show. We're gonna te- uh, we're gonna teach you the fine dining spots that you can go to uh, for under twenty. Uh, also, we're going to have Irene Levy Baker, who I'm so excited to talk to.
1: Yeah, I've spoken to her a lot on social media. Um, that book is oh. uh, a timely, on trend, and very much needed because they talk about Philadelphia is one of those cities where we have a ton of new people moving into the area. And they need to know where to go. They need to know what to do. And uh, I think that if you're going to be moving anywhere near the Philadelphia area, grab her book, read it, and get a hold of
0: it. I couldn't recommend it more. And uh, she's the perfect guest for this show uh, because she is the author of 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia Before You Die, which is a book I highly recommend. Her new book is called Unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia. She'll be on the phone with us in just a little while. Uh, We're going to go in depth on both books because our show is about giving you places that aren't commercialized. There are places that hidden gems such as Denofa's over in Tecconi that you don't think of, uh, you know, and that that you can get a good value. That's the the point of our show is where can I eat out very well, but on a very low budget? Because I don't know about you, but none of my friends have money. Okay. I want to bring to your attention, speaking of eating out well on a very low budget, I have something big going on this week. The most popular place I've ever blogged about And the most popular place I've ever put on Joe's Table for Two, 610 WIP ESPN Radio from 11 to 12 every Saturday, the best uh, dining and travel show in the country. He's also on 1400 WOND because we're trying to focus more on our South Jersey listeners. 1400 WOND. He's on from 10 to 1. The most popular place I've ever put on his show plus my blog is called Chris's Jazz Cafe. It's at 1421 Sampson Street. Chris does, uh, they do a uh, weekly lunch special Monday to Friday that is not burgers and fries all the time. It give, he, One day he'll have duck breast. It switches up every day. Uh, he's done pork tenderloin, you know what I mean, for eight bucks. Uh, it's a jazz cafe that Kevin Eubanks has played at, and it's a little bit more upscale. It's not; it's it's very nice inside. It's one of the f- nicest uh, places I've seen. Uh, no flip flops on you, choose. No flip flops, and uh, it, and and the food is second to none. The the ambiance is what this show is about today. Is second to none. And you can eat there for $8 Monday to Friday. And he switches it up, and it's not, you know, it's it's really good food. It's like pork tenderloin he has one day, one time he had duck breast. This coming week, they are doing a customer appreciation week uh, to, to honor those customers that have been there and been by their side for all these years. Uh, this week only, uh, they are going to offer $5.00. Lunch specials. And let me tell you, they switch it up every day, okay? Uh, they're going to do New Orleans-style jambalaya. And they're, they're a southern, just so you know, southern-based restaurant. So well, I would
1: assume it's a jazz club. I mean, that's yeah. sort of, that's you know, their jam, no
0: pun intended. And their, their jambalaya is second to none, probably the best you'll ever have. And they're also going to do a truffle chicken pot pie one day. But the the thing is, they're going to have lunch specials in honor of their customers this week. For just $5. Just this week only, it's a customer appreciation week. Chris's Jazz Cafe, 1421 Samsung. Uh, this week only is their customer appreciation week. You can go there and get $5 lunch specials. <laughs>
1: you know, I'm going to pass on a little bit of advice because um, Jose Garcia said this to me. Uh, I met him briefly at Running Terminal Market about a year ago. And he said more people should be deciding where to eat on Facebook not Yelp. Well, that's perfect because Facebook, you know, you see someone doing customer appreciation week, you see a town or neighborhood doing restaurant week. That's when people are coming with their best stuff because I don't care if it's here on our side of the river, um, you know, a little town, like maybe like Haddonfield does a restaurant week or somewhere like center city where, you know, 50, 60, 70 restaurants are all going to town. Um, You really following people on Facebook. Plus, you know, let's be honest. People aren't shy on Facebook. You know, they will tell you, I went to, you know, Joe Schmo's Deli and oh my God, this egg salad nearly killed me. Okay, fine. I don't, not, not, not that people shouldn't be on Yelp or TripAdvisor or any of those things, but I think you will find out quicker these kind of values and these kind of things you're looking for on Facebook than you will on Yelp.
0: And not only that, uh, oddly, John is like uh, in my head somehow. Uh, <laughs> I if get you that go a to uh, the Philly Grub uh, article about the, the Chris's Jazz Cafe five dollar lunch specials is on the Dining on a Dime Facebook page. So go to Facebook, look up Dining on a Dime. Okay, the moment has arrived. Uh, our next guest is author Irene Levy Baker. Wow. Uh, she is the author of one of my favorite Philadelphia cook, uh, food books, which is a hundred things to do in Philadelphia before you die.
1: Not your book. I my favorite.
0: Was- no, no. I gotta be honest with you. I love <laughs> this book. I read it every time I'm at Barnes and Noble. I'm and so excited I to actually buying. be
1: talking to an author. And, oh, 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 hold on. My neck hurts. I know. My neck hurts. Next week, Kevin will be with his new host. <laughs> John will be
0: yelling at cars on Del drive. Um, her newest book is out at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. It's called Unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia. So if you're listened, listening to our podcast today, tomorrow, next week, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play. You can listen to us anytime, wildfireradio.com. Uh, you can uh, hear this, and I want you to go get the book right away. Irene, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Great talking with you guys.
1: Hey, Irene, this is Jay Cole. How are you doing?
2: Hi, finally, finally, I get to meet you in person after listening to you
1: for so long. Well, I'm hoping they can catch up with you in Collingswood. We've talked about, her and I talked about this a little bit on social media. I'm going to try to get over there and catch up with her on Collings, in Collingswood. Oh, that's awesome. Irene, listen. i will be in
2: Collingswood next week, October 6th at the Collingswood Book Festival. Book Festival, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yep. great.
0: That's great. Uh, Irene, uh, what was the most interesting thing you think uh, about writing the unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia
2: book? Well, I mean, the research was grueling. I mean, I had to go eat at all these restaurants. It was just (laughs) grueling. Um, So by far, that was the hardest part. The most interesting part was going to places that I'd never been before, talking to chefs, learning about secret menu items or about... um, you know, ways to save a dime or, you know, different things about each restaurant.
0: That is so cool. Uh, You write about over 90 restaurants in the book. Uh, The
2: format was set by the publisher, and it's supposed to be 90 stories, but he's never been to Philadelphia, so (laughs) I had to cheat. There are actually something like over 250 restaurants in the
0: book. That's an amazing amount of research. That is an amazing amount of research. It's been positively. See, with her, it's research. With me, it's just gluttony. You notice know, that? <laughs> <laughs> I got to learn how to write. <laughs> you should be a food yeah, writer. There was a little
2: bit of gluttony involved too. I have to admit.
0: <laughs> well, it it was positively reviewed by just about everybody. Uh, top Philadelphia media outlets such as Philadelphia Weekly and Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, Billy Penn, I think, was out there. So Everybody. Yeah, she's been written up very well for the new book. Uh, what What is on your schedule that you can promote with us?
2: Uh, well, I have a lot of events coming up in the, um, a couple of things coming up in October and a bunch coming up in November. Um, I hope to have one at the Collingswood Book Festival on the 6th. I'm also doing something at City Kitchen in Reading Terminal Market on October 27th. Oh, that's That's great. a great thing, I'll a, tell you.
1: I've been to a few things that, over there. I mean, you're a, really going to like that. that. I know authors that well, have done... Well,
2: the fun thing about that one is that it's not just a book talk and you get a signed copy of the book, but you also get tastings from the vendors mentioned in the book.
1: Oh, wow. So I can pick up the book from my friend Jill at the cookbook stall? No, Jill is close. Uh, Jill, the cookbook... Did the, the
0: cookbook yeah, the cookbook stall was in Reading Terminal Market. She actually sold my book, but she has closed.
1: Oh, oh I wonder if those two things were related. Jeez. Yeah. So, <laughs> but
0: I, I can I cannot recommend more to show up to the City Kitchen book signing because uh, and and I think the idea of linking the restaurants in the book for a tasting plus, uh, you know, plus you're going to be there. I think that's a great idea. And what date exactly is that?
2: Now, that one is October 27th, and there's a ticket involved for that one because you actually, if you come, you get a copy of the book, and we need to know how many people are going to be there for the tasting.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, and while... It's
2: on their website, City Kitchen.
0: Great. Wildfire Radio... And
2: actually, it's on my website, too, which is easier, uh, uniqueeatsphilly.com.
0: How, yeah, go to that site. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you not have an easier website? Uniqueeatsphilly.com. Uh, Gives gives you more information. Now, Wildfire Radio has 3.2 million downloads, plus another 400,000 people downloaded us in August. What is the one thing you would like to let our listeners know, Irene, about your both books? I love both books.
2: Well, thank you so much. Um, Here's the deal. If people are listening to this and they go to com and order the book and mention that they heard about it from you, then I will sign it for them. before i send it
0: out that's a oh, big deal nice. that's a big deal because uh she is the top food author from philadelphia i love that that's great uh unique you guys go there and mention the show and she's going to sign your book if you order it off the website what do you think the most interesting story because you have two books uh but unique eats philly uh, what do you think the most interesting story you you think uh is in that book
2: so unique Billy tells the stories behind 90 Philadelphia restaurants. Wow. And then there are tips on things like where to get a free bowl of soup with lunch, which I bet. John and McGill and one of our, my favorite places. Yeah, I love um, that, absolutely. And different tips in it. So let me tell you a quick story.
0: That's what I want. You know
2: John and Kira's chocolate. They make bumblebees and uh, ladybug shaped chocolates. Mm-hmm. You get them at farmer's markets and the Bruno brothers. The first month they were in business, they landed on the cover of Gourmet magazine's Valentine's wow. Day issue. And the fact checker called John and said, "Hey, are you guys married?" And John said, "No, but leave it in the story." So <laughs> That's smart. The first issue. When the first issue came out, he handed it to Kira across the dinner table with a diamond ring taped inside.
1: Oh, uh, see. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a
2: very sweet
1: story. I love that story. You see, my wife, she would just be looking for the check. She wouldn't care about a ring or a sweet thing. (laughs) My wife likes cash (laughs) on the barrel head, so she'd be like, we sold chocolate? And she'd be tapping her hand like a loan shark. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a very sweet story for Johnny Care. Apparently, love isn't dead just in my house. That is a great story. Uh, That's sweet is
2: the... uh, a failed mob hit at Dante and Luigi's.
0: That's Ooh. that's the story I want to read about. <laughs> I know, right? I do. I really do. You
2: want to know what table not to sit at, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. And, and do you what you give tips on reservations too? What what how to get a reservation like Zahav and stuff like that, is that right?
2: Yes, so Zahav, Vernick Veg can be very difficult to get reservations at. Going open table There's nothing between 5.45 and 9 p.m., and people always complain to me that they hear about these places, but they can't get in. Right. So in the book are 10 tips. Would you like me to share three of them with you? I would love it. Absolutely. So none of these things are awkward. You don't have to tip the maitre d'. You don't have to know the chef or owner. These are things anybody can do. They're so simple, you'll be like, duh. So here's the first one. Get off open table and make a phone call. Because restaurants don't put all of their reservations on open table because they pay for every reservation that comes in that way. So sometimes That's a great tip, calling, actually. You can get a table.
0: So if you go old school.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
0: That's fantastic.
2: Um, number two is if you call and they still don't have a table, ask if they take walk-ins. Veg, for instance, takes walk in So they hold tables for people just to walk in that night. And what I tell people is make reservations somewhere at seven o'clock. Walk in at six o'clock. If you get a table, be sure to cancel your seven o'clock reservations elsewhere. And if you don't, you have a backup plan.
0: So they have extra tables set up just for the walk ins?
2: They keep some that they don't hold that they just hold for people that walk in, that they don't take reservations. Yeah, not everything
1: goes on open table. It's the same with like hotels.com or one of these things. Not every single room in every single hotel is up for grabs because they know there's going to be that person that strolls in, maybe stumbles out of their cocktail bar at a quarter to ten and says, hey, I really need to crash. And so that's why they always keep a few rooms open. And that's why you
0: have this show. Because... uh, And because
2: they want neighbors to be able to come. I mean, the neighbors are their bread and butter.
1: I've spoken to Rich from Veg a couple times and he said to me, the biggest thing that was on his mind Was you know he considers himself like a local guy, everyday blue collar guy. When people tell him, "I've been trying to get into your joint for three months," you know that's not the kind of place he wants. Yes, he wants to be successful, but he doesn't want people to feel anyone to be neighborhood friendly. And now Irene's told you how to get in places
2: too. You can go sit at the bar. Like you can sit at the bar at Veg; it's it's delightful, and uh, those are walk-in seats. And you can get the full menu at the bar.
0: Very true. And I believe, uh, I think you can walk into, Zahav is one of the hardest reservations to get in the city. But I think you could, they have a bar, don't they?
2: They do. Yes, they do. And they take walk-ins. And they also have a chef's counter so they can take walk-ins.
0: See, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, it? but that isn't even that guy's best restaurant, though, man. Just go to Fed Nuts. Get the, get the fried chicken sandwich and you're getting the best thing that he makes.
0: I'm very proud to say. I was- go ahead, Irene.
2: I was wondering which one you were going to consider his favorite. I have to say the tahini shake at Goldie. I have dreams about. Wow.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, they did that. I think it was, 2017, 2016 Food and Wine Festival, they broke that out, and people just they looked at each other like they'd never tried anything like that before. And see, the, yeah, that Turkish coffee shake, yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm a snob when it comes to rest. I I prefer
0: Zahav, but J. Cole is more uh, jeans and uh, t-shirts. I
1: very much of flip flops and khaki shorts. And when I go into Fed Nuts, they don't care if I have. Irene, I'm very proud Here's to. space for
0: both. And I'm very proud to say that I was one of the first when I was a food blogger. Uh, to talk about Zahav in 2011. And uh, I got the most response from my food blog from uh, referring people to that place. So you're on the money with that one. Uh, well,
2: he's, I mean, he's a very sweet guy. He shared his story, which is not an easy story to share, and that's
1: in the book as well. Oh, wow. Okay. He's very personable. Uh, you roll up on Mike somewhere, and you're like, hey, are you? I saw, like, I saw him
0: at the Whole Foods. He was so good. Yeah,
1: he's so just, great. He's just I, I ran into him one day at a play, at the foodery, and he was just in there grabbing something to drink, and yeah. I'm like, hey, Chef, I just, you know, and he was super nice.
0: Yeah, he's so nice, and he's a James Beard award winner, which is the yeah. Super
1: Bowl trophy of, uh, I'd, I'd love to say he looked at me and said, are you Jay Colby?" That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead, I Irene.
2: One more tip for you, and that, and then I'm going to share, and the rest you have to get in the book. The oh. third tip is follow chefs and restaurants on social media. Mm. Because yep. very frequently, if they have a table free or somebody cancels, they'll post it, and if you're the first to respond, you can snag that table. Okay,
0: that's an incredible tip, because I would have never thought of that.
1: Well, that's what our friend Philly Grubb did when, uh, Carl Ruiz uh, announced he was opening a joint at the Chelsea Market in Manhattan. Uh, if you watch a lot of Food Network television, you've seen Carl Ruiz, oh, Jersey yeah. guy, yeah. uh, won about 70 food competitions on Guy Fieri shows. He just threw it out there. Hey, I'm opening a place in Chelsea. And Philly Grubb was the first person that was like, I want a table. And they said, he said to his assistant, get her information and get her a seat. How about that? So that's absolutely 100% on the money. And you got uh,
2: to... Luke... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Tolula's table in Kennett Square, you have to book a table a year in advance.
1: Yeah,
0: I love that place, but...
2: And, and they, not surprisingly, people have to cancel. It's hard to schedule something a year in advance. So they'll put out on their uh, social media periodically, we have these tables free in October. If you can grab, you know, you can grab one, just weeks away instead of a whole year away.
0: And that's the kind of information you'll get. It's uh, Unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia. Uh, Everybody
1: should be getting that book, though. Seriously, if you consider yourself a foodie, Grab that book. And um, and that's going to be way more useful than you clicking through 150 different websites, following 500 things on social media. Just get the book. And oh. not only that, if you Google.
2: God knows what
0: he's talking about. He does. He's an expert. Yeah,
2: uh, listen to that guy. And let me tell you
0: one more <laughs> one more thing. I did research for this interview, and uh, everybody has praised this book. I mean, uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, you know, there's a list of the Philadelphia Weekly uh there's yeah, a Philly
1: list. current magazine really high on this book and they're usually just yeah they're you know, usually negative picture, so yeah yeah you, philly current can sometimes be like no 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 save your money but no they were very much like you know go broke get the book and that's why i'm
0: going to go out of my way to get a book because this is great and the three tips she just gave you that alone
1: yeah we're going to reblog those later and oh, let, absolutely and you know the other 97 tips you have to pay for the book
0: yeah absolutely i'm so excited and uh We're so happy to have you, Irene. Uh, Is there anything else coming up that you would like to let everyone know? Isn't that enough? She's everywhere. She's she's done everything. And and all kidding kidding aside, I would go to the City Kitchen event because I think it's such a smart idea. You got the author there, and you have tasting from some of the restaurants that she talks about in the book.
2: I have about a dozen different events in November, ranging from libraries to bookstores. Right. Um... Uh, many of them free well the good thing uh, so the, the good th- they are all listed on the website that's the, yeah. Y- it's
0: unique eats and uh, eateries yeah. dot com am I right
2: it's unique unique dot com
0: so I want everyone right now to go to unique eatsfilly eat dot com and get the information <laughs> I, I highly recommend the city kitchen event because I've been to a uh, event but yeah. I've never seen an author coincide with the restaurants in the book for a tasting that's excellent uh dot com irene i can't thank you enough. i can't thank you enough uh for being here today
1: uh well irene it was great to finally actually get to talk to you
2: and vice versa it's really my honor to be here and talk with you and so nice to meet you and uh, thank you so much for having me on
1: oh we'll I'll catch up with you soon in an event for sure
2: Good. And Good. follow and,
0: and one more thing follow unique eats Philly on social media also right oh, yeah for uh, sure yeah.
2: So to follow me on social media the all my social media platforms are from my first book 100 things to do in Philadelphia before you die so
0: Wh- Twitter, which is my favorite book by the way.
2: Thank you on Twitter it is 100 Philly and on Facebook and Instagram it is 100 things to do in Philadelphia.
0: Wow. Okay, guys. And I
2: post about all kinds of new things, new dishes, new restaurants, tips, all kinds of things.
0: Yeah. You're going to learn a lot. Uh,
1: if you're going to follow me. one person, well, follow me, but if you're going to follow <laughs> two people, then follow me and follow this. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a funny... And
2: Kevin, I love Kevin's
1: account. Oh, thank you.
0: And I, I got a funny thing to tell you, uh, and you, you'll get a kick out of this. I, I criticized a restaurant on Twitter, and I'm just not big on Twitter. I'm big uh, all over social media. And I criticized the restaurant on Twitter, and they said, oh, we hope we didn't offend your 100 people
1: <laughs> that follow you on Twitter. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty common Twitter <laughs> shot. All 18 of your followers, I'm afraid they won't come into my store. <laughs> All right, yeah. com. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks Thank so you, much, Irene. Irene.
1: See you soon.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was Irene Levy Baker. You, so
1: that's what it's like to talk to an author of somebody who's written a food book.
0: <laughs> my, uh,
1: hey, hey, we all can't be as good as Irene. I know,
0: right? Uh, but Irene Levy Baker, author of the book, I have uh,
1: barely read a book. But if I was going to, I'd make the effort to read hers. Uh, uh, I got
0: to be honest with you, and you'll—you're probably
1: the one that pays for the show. <laughs> all, no, sir, all kidding aside,
0: if you read my book, the forward says I've never re- read a book, and that's the facts. Uh, and I have. Doing Barnes and Noble book signings, taken her 100 Things to Do in Philadelphia Before You Die" book, and actually read that while I'm waiting to get going. You know, with the <laughs> author. All right, guys. Her stuff
1: is really good. I'm glad she was able to call in. I was so happy to. Some of those tips she gave were a perfect example. I was over wanted to go to kitchen consiliary a while back. Uh, Peach and talks about it. It's on NewJersey.com. Nobody can get in. I literally parked my car, walked in, and said, Can I get a glass of beer and a dish of pasta? They're like, Yeah, sure. I sat right down. Meanwhile, there's people on social media like, I'll throw you a fin if you throw me your reservation. I walked in off the street. I was not in shorts and flip flops. I actually was dressed like a grown up. And they sat me right down. Wow. And, uh, you know, I got to try their Sunday gravy, which is probably some of South Jersey's best. Um, huge platter of pasta, glass of beer. I think I was out of there with a tip at like 28 bucks.
0: And let me tell you, uh, the best tip I heard from Irene was uh, just following the chef on social media. I never thought of that.
1: Uh, Nicholas you know. Elmy, um, one top chef a couple of years ago, uh, has, uh, it's called Laurel, I guess the name of the yes. place. Small, though, is a smallish place. Yeah, but always voted one of the best. Always voted one of the best. He will sometimes say, hey, look, we had a four top cancel at 630. And he'll just put it out there on social media. And you know, if you're following them and you see that, bang, call it and it's yours. That's how I got into Laurel. Otherwise, I'd have never gotten in.
0: Yeah, you you have to go get her book. I've it's, written
1: zero books,
0: <laughs> but that tip alone would have me go buy this book. Uh, so Irene, thank you for uh, for being here today. It's called Unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia. Available at Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Uh, in all the places that you can, you know, get a book online, are in studio right now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? The, the, the I've been less chatty than usual because I've been shoving food into my face for close to a half an hour. I'll tell you what. We've we, got company. I'm glad. I, we have guests for dinner. We uh, absolutely have guests for dinner. And we, I'll tell you right now, I'll let Kevin do his thing, but this food has been absolutely delicious. And,
0: and here's the thing. You're, I'm hosting the show. I'm trying to eat, and I'm I like, fitting <laughs> it in an afternoon because i got to talk. Uh, we are with Buck Chun. Yep, Book John Korean Cuisine. Uh, Korean Cuisine at 132. 132 Chestnut. Chestnut Street. We're here with Luke, the manager, and the consultant David, because I want David to teach us uh, some things about
3: uh, about Korean cuisine. So, uh, Luke, uh, you guys are only four weeks old. Yeah, we opened on Labor Day, um, and since then we've been steadily steadily climbing in the neighborhood.
1: Um, yeah, and this is very, very good. Yeah, I, Kevin and I
3: probably eat out, Excellent. What?
1: I eat out, I hit out every day because
0: yeah. I it's, eat dinner out every day. But I'll tell you, John, this is top of the line this stuff. This is really good. Yeah, and we, yeah.
3: uh, there's, you know, the idea, you realized in Philly, there didn't really seem to be anything presenting traditional Korean cuisine, um, let alone somewhere that's taking it a little bit further, so... Glad to hear you enjoy it. So, oh, yeah, it's
0: outstanding. I'm just laughing because I'm hosting a show, so I can't shove all this <laughs> in my mouth. Uh,
1: yeah, well, a perfect example is we've had Korean food in the city, but love. we've had, like, you know, Bulgogi cheesesteaks. And while I love a bulgi- Bulgogi cheesesteak, don't uh-huh. get me wrong, that doesn't really let me know anything about Korean food. Um, you know what I mean? And, and I love them. I've had friends who've had food carts where they've done uh, Korean American kind of fusion stuff, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't tell me much. When you throw any, anything with cheesesteak, yeah. I just, you know, I, I'm just getting meat and cheese Absolutely. and bread.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, Luke is the manager. Luke, I have a question for you. Sure. You're only open four weeks. Yep. Uh, what is the trend? What is the menu hot item on the menu for the last four weeks?
3: Because that could change at any moment. Right, and we're constantly trying new stuff on our menu. Uh, right now at lunch, one of the big sellers that we have that's new is our beef ramen um, oh. And it's a Korean ramen, so it's know, spicier right? and it's, um, it's, it's delicious. <laughs> I think uh,
1: Kevin's got the vapors. Hold on. I, <laughs> I just <know>. heard ramen. <laughs> I know it, ramen. Yeah.
3: Um, wow. And some of what we brought you here today, the Korean fried chicken and spicy pork buns and the ribeye bulgogi that we have as well.
1: That was very, very good. I was yeah. See, to me... That, I wish I could have eaten it. That bulgogi lets me know what bulgogi tastes like. Like I right. said, not everybody knows I love cheesesteaks, but when you throw something on a roll with cheese, you know, that. I really don't know what it is. I've had people be like, oh, did you try the mushroom chicken? No, it's just a chicken cheesesteak, steak.
0: Man. My <laughs> thing is kimchi. <laughs> kimchi so. My thing is kimchi. I love kimchi fried rice. I used to eat a lot of kimchi until I blew up like a balloon uh, from <laughs> the sodium, but... Uh, so, you, so uh, you guys have been open at 132 Chestnut. Uh, we're talking to Buck Chun. Now we're going to move on to David real quick. Yep. Uh, David, tell us a little bit about the, uh,
4: the nature of a Korean barbecue. Yeah, and just to clarify for our listeners, I'm more of a restaurant technology consultant. Oh, he's a technology. But um, I'm very familiar with the Korean cuisine here and have been just so excited for Bukchan to finally open up because most of the Korean food um, for Philadelphians um, used to be on Fifth Street near um, North Philly. Yeah and since then um, k- korean people korean american people have moved more out towards the suburbs so that's just kind of left us with a couple still great names like sarabar or kim's barbecue over there on 5th street but usually i venture all the way out to palisades park or fort lee new jersey or uh, Manhattan to get uh, a good good. Yeah, Korean. one of the food
1: reviewers said something about they were upset that there was better Korean food than Cherry Hill than Chestnut Hill. Yeah. And I, I I, think, you know, I'm not a Korean food expert, but I know what people like. Cherry Hill on the weekends, you want to get into a Korean place, right? not easy. Yeah. And
0: uh, let me tell you this. Uh, Buck Chun at 132 Chestnut Uh you don't really have Korean barbecue in Center City, and, and they're in Old City. Uh, so uh, you guys are going to do catering soon,
3: correct? Yeah, so that's going to be something uh, coming up in the next month or two um, that we're going to be promoting, and, and we'll have that set up on our page. So um, Okay, well, where can we find out more about you? So you can uh, send me an email. Okay. Um, if you want to get more information about when that's going to be starting, um, and that's what's uh, your email address, uh, luke.r.enge at gmail.com.
0: What, where can they find you, Luke, so they can, can communicate with you? On, are you on Twitter?
3: Um, on Instagram at Buckchon Korean. So, All right, so it's pretty easy to get a hold of B U K C H U N and then Korean, B U K C H O N and then Korean
0: uh, on Instagram. Yep, okay, uh. What, is you, what do you think uh, – what is the secret to a good kimchi fried – Luke is a cook, just so everyone knows. He's not just the manager of the place. He knows how to cook. What do you think the secret is uh, to a nice uh, kimchi fried rice? Well, first off – Because I've I, had some good ones.
3: I do cook, but um, uh, the other owner, Alicia, would would, would probably backhand me <laughs> if I said I could make kimchi. <laughs> so the key to a good kimchi fried rice is the kimchi. Um, which, as David can can talk about, it's a long process.
0: And I went to if you read my book, Table for One,
3: Barnes and Noble. I'm so sorry, David,
0: uh, but uh, you'll, Dave, you'll learn. you gave
1: him an opportunity to plug that damn I'm book sorry, again, I'm man. So Grab sorry. the mic. <laughs> uh,
0: but I went to it, you'll, it's in the book. But I went to uh, kindergarten in Seoul. Uh, my father was uh, in the army, and I was on a, a wow. army base in Seoul. And I remember. That uh, Korean kimchi has to be buried underground. Isn't that right?
4: Yeah. In the olden times, um, uh, kimchi for our listeners that aren't familiar is spiced Korean cabbage. Okay. Um, and yes, they would um, bury it. Underground to keep the temperature at the right place. Um, Chris, uh, Chef Chris at the, res- the restaurant owner of Bukchon, he keeps his kimchi at 43 to 47 degrees, um, oh. consistently in the, the top of the line refrigerators and, um, he says he usually goes between a fermentation process that's between seven to thirty days. Ain't that a fresh but yep. sufficient time. To we it actually have
0: delicious. a guest on the show that that cooks food to the point where he's temperature uh, exact. That's great.
4: Uh, and then if I could add a little bit more, absolutely. Um, all of the um, ingredients, especially um, Korean specific, are imported directly from Korea.
1: Wow! Yeah. So you're getting super authentic. I mean, you're getting authentic. Let's stress how authentic we're getting here. And wow! Mm-hmm. No wonder it
4: tastes so good. Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and, and on that on that note, just speaking as a as a carnivore, I'm not a huge fan of tofu. I'll admit. Um, but the tofu that we do is extremely silky, extremely soft. It almost just crumbles in our soups. Yeah, and, um, I'll tell you what, that's,
0: that's a big deal because a lot of people are not doing tofu. tofu. And it's it's uh, It is good in soups, delicious. though, and
1: that's going to sound weird coming from me. People look at me and they're like, dude, you have no idea what tofu is. <laughs> oh, I'll be the first one man. I'm not eating a ton of it. But in soups, it's just
0: it's outstanding. Yep. And tofu is so hard to cook. I tried it, at one time, and I it, failed It miserably.
3: is. Yeah, and, and ours, we're lucky enough to have um, our chefs on staff who get it to where it's almost silky. So how about it's, that? It's I'll great. tell you
1: this much right now, I've, what I've learned from cooking competition last year. Uh, tofu doesn't go with pork roll. You cannot melt it like cheese. <laughs> and put it. That doesn't work. It doesn't even sound good. No, but while well, it was in the basket, I had to use oh. it. That's how it went.
0: <laughs> so if you want authentic Korean cuisine... Uh, yeah, the owner is such a great guy. What was his
4: name? Chris, oh, fantastic! Chris. Yeah. Oh I think my he goodness. He characterizes hospitality. Hospitality, to humility. Tenth degree. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and and not just for the customers, but for for all of us who work for him. Um, we're really treated like a family. So, so I, it's a great restaurant. I met him a few times, and I was like, this is like the nicest guy. I know. I've ever no, I
1: mean, look through their Instagram account. I mean, the the pictures are just. It makes you want to go and eat there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have just to go to simple. Instagram.
3: And it's Buck Chun Curry. Re- Bukchon Korean, so B U K C H O N Korean on Instagram. Just go to Instagram,
0: follow these guys. And here's the interesting thing because I do my five minutes of research for the show. I, I don't
3: so, know if I've done five
1: minutes combined <laughs> for all the shows we've done, but okay.
0: But I looked at your Yelp because I always judge a restaurant based upon the food reviews, and you guys, I believe, have fifteen reviews on Yelp, yep. all five stars.
3: Yep. So far, we're trying to keep that that
0: record. Now, I want everyone to know, even if they are full of baloney, okay, and it's full of <laughs> because a lot of Yelp reviews are just baloney. Uh, but even if they're full of baloney, fifteen people gave them five stars, Sorry, not four yeah, stars, no, they, five stars. Uh, Ten of them are at least legit You know what I mean? So uh, I cannot recommend... A uh, a nicer place. I'm
1: more. I tend to be more old school. You tend to be a little bit more. I think in tune with social media. I'm in tune, baby. With me, I'll grab a cop on Chestnut Street and say, <laughs> "What do you know about this place?" <laughs> and it's the truth. The cop on the beat knows where to eat.
0: So does a cab driver.
1: And cab that. drivers yes. know. The Uber guys know. Yeah. And the halal carts know. As soon as they close up that cart, they're they're interested in eating anything other than what they've been selling all day. Um, the word on the street is that is is a it's the real deal.
0: Yeah, this is authentic Korean cuisine. Uh, Look, what else do you got?
1: Now, yeah. you you are huge.
0: You're a huge establishment. It's a really big place. So, uh, what do they got going on there?
3: Uh, yeah. So um, right now, what are, what
0: are we going to experience as far as ambiance when we go? There?
3: Yeah. So we have a lot of soft lighting. It's a great place for. Um, so last night we had table of six for birthday party, another table of 12. Um, so we have back seating area for things like that. And um, front areas would are more quiet, good for, for dates or, or things like That's that. That's the so. thing.
0: When I went in there, I said this is a place you wanna take all John's women that write into the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I'll expect to hear from you again next now, week in South Jersey. It's a really nice spot and it's uh, you know, kinda kinda nice with the mood lighting.
1: Well that's a yep, great that's question. A, that's a great question because people wanna know, yeah, sure, we can give it number of stars or, you know, number of bells as the top of the food <laughs> chain will hand out. But you wanna know real you know, can I take a date there? Can I take my mom there? You know, can me and my coworkers bomb over there for a shot? after work. And you don't know. Some places are cool with that and other places are sort of... Uh, and these guys are, are giving you food it, at a specific temperature yeah, 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 I mean, yeah I think 42 about to 47 degrees yep i mean usually you're only getting that at like starbucks when i need my latte at like 153 degrees <laughs> <or something. laughs>
0: and the owner is an awesome dude i've met him two times he's a really nice guy uh, luke's a great guy you're going to get great customer service Yep. you're going to go into a into a spot with an awesome menu that 15 people on yelp rated five stars not four stars all five stars. Well, that
1: neighborhood is really nice, too. That's the kind of neighborhood exactly we're uh, talking but about. But me and
0: you, we tell it like it is because yeah. the show is paid for. I'm going to be honest with you. That is a hard area to attract the crowd. I mean, it's very hard. You're on front and chest, basically front and chest, 132 chest. Yeah, so, yeah, in between second and front. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's Barbara Streisand is on market. And, I know. And, you know. I know but and but and it, Jim it, Smith is on chest, you know, you know,
1: front and chestnut. So we're trying right, to get people in. Think there. about it this way. You're 100% right, but think about it this way. 15 years ago, if I had said to you, Go all the way over to University City. Now, pretend you don't have a kid bleeding your soul with its tuition, <laughs> and you've got no reason to go over to University City. Would you go over to University City for noodles? You, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have done it. Right Now, people don't think twice. So, these guys are kind of planting a flag. In a new neighborhood, where a few years yep. from now, be like, oh God, yeah, that, that's where all the Korean food is now. That's where I go.
3: Yeah, and that's that's something we're hoping to do. Um, and actually, speaking of Old City, so Old City Fest is next Sunday, October 7th. That's what we should be plugging. That Absolutely. is an outstanding event. Well, you I had, you you had your that. book to plug, so... Yeah, no, so seriously. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that lousy book. Well, you're,
1: well, you're still kind of new to the radio game, right? You yeah, know? brand new. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I've only done it a year. Uh, old City Fest Yep, it, it is my... My highest recommendation for a an event. Yep. Uh, everybody they in that great area. Great job. Oh, my goodness. What a great event. That is next Saturday?
3: Next Sunday, the 7th, actually, from 11 to 6. Um, and we'll have our booth around 3rd and Arch. Oh, and terrific. actually, Ooh. you mentioned um, Korean cheesesteak, so we're doing a bulgogi uh, cheesesteak oh, with goodness. a grilled Smoked kimchi on top.
1: Oh, see, that's and what then, the ones I haven't had needed. And a have. Have,
3: like a little texture, texture you know? a little crunch, spiciness. Um, and then killer. if you if you want to get the traditional Korean street food, um, we'll have a bulgogi bowl as well. So oh, sort of goodness. both sides. If you're stubborn and
1: I'm getting the cheese. <laughs> you get the cheese steak. I'm getting the cheesesteak. Nah, that's my wife, also known
3: as the biggest I just the luckiest heard I just heard I just she
1: heard, loves bulgogi bowl. I just heard two words that made my whole
0: day. Fried kimchi?
3: It's uh, grilled kimchi. Oh, my grilled. goodness. It's We had it for lunch yesterday, and lunch was short. So. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, these guys are Buck Chun, 132 Chestnut. They're going to join us for the remainder of the show. Um, right now, let's move on to the fine dining restaurants that you can go to. And, John, we're not going to do it back and forth because we're only down at like eight minutes.
1: No, that's fine. Were you supposed to call my foodie wife today, or is she off oh, No, no, no. She's on vacation. Now, I know. So She's, she will be back. The happy hour guide will be back. She's intoxicated at Maurice Pier. If you follow her on social media. <laughs> follow her on social media. She's posting Dear, we everything. need to talk to you about your, your, your weekend drinking, you and my friend David.
0: <laughs> okay, we're down to eight minutes. We're going to move on now to... I'm going to teach you right now, guys. And we're not going to do back and forth, John, because we've got eight minutes. But uh, I'm going to show you the places in the city that are upscale. Uh that have uh, menu items at a really good price, really discount. Uh, when you go fine dining, the thing, the focus is on ambiance uh, and service. There are people at these restaurants paying $100. I'm going to teach you where to go, uh, not at the $100 price point, for a much lower price point. Uh, Volver is a restaurant. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you where they are. You just look it up. Jose Garces is... Uh, I paid, in my book, you'll see it's in my book, I paid $165 uh, for a a price set uh, meal. Volver actually gives you at happy hour, at Bar Volver, I want to make that clear because I know I'm going to get the emails. Bar Volver has a $5 charcuterie platter and a shrimp toast for just $5 at the bar. But here's why I'm recommending it. They have a pre-theater menu. Uh, where you can go uh, pre-theater, and it's $35. Uh, it's going to be an appetizer and a main course. So if you want to eat at Volver and experience what people were paying a lot more money for, you can actually go there for a pre-theater menu for just 35 Our next restaurant is going to be the Capital Grill. Which everybody loves. The Capital Grill is a very nice uh, upscale type restaurant. I'll tell you real
1: quick. um, Gary Koppelman, who I do the Food Drug Authority with, super picky. Super picky. Can eat pretty much anywhere at any time. Capital Grill, one of his favorites. And he goes back repeatedly.
3: Wow.
0: He doesn't do that too often. I'll tell you right now. If you go to the Capital Grill at lunch, uh, you can experience the ambiance. You can experience the service for just $19. Uh, So once again... Uh, you can go to the Capitol Grill for lunch, experience the same ambiance and service for just 19 bucks. They also have a, uh, you can get a plate for 20 and that includes a soup salad and then multiple items uh, for just $20 at lunchtime at the Capitol Grill. Uh, so you said Gary goes there,
1: Joe? Yeah, Gary, um, he can eat anywhere. Gary will eat. At a place once, and he feels, I've had all I want to have from a place for Gary to go back to a place over and over again. They must really be doing something right. They must really be nailing it. Uh, The couple different Capitol Grill locations, um, you know, and Gary's that guy that will go into the Capitol Grill in khaki shorts and flip flops, which I can always appreciate.
0: (laughs) All right. My next fine dining restaurant where you can eat at a very low price is Butcher and Singer. Uh, butcher and Singer has a butcher burger, uh, which is made with top-of-the-line beef. Uh, you'll get to experience the same ambiance as you would a uh, fine dining restaurant. Same service, but at lunchtime, the butcher burger is just $17. So you can actually experience the same ambiance and service for just 17 bucks at Butcher and Singer at lunchtime. Uh, our next and last... Uh, restaurant on your fine dining at a very low price is La Croix inside the Rittenhouse Hotel. Oh Who would God, God. Do I have
1: to say it like that? Because they're never going to let me in
0: <laughs> in my book. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, La, Croix, La Croix at the Rittenhouse Hotel uh, It is very upscale. It's known for the $95 Sunday all you can eat brunch that includes uh, includes caviar and everything else.
1: I drop a bean on brunch. I'm going to stay till Tuesday. I'm just going to be real honest. <laughs> this show is not the show if you want, you're spending
0: a hundred dollars on brunch, but at uh, they have an eighteen dollar chickpea burger, which comes with fries at lunchtime. Uh, so if you want to experience the ambiance and the and the atmosphere and service of a fine dining restaurant, you can go to La Croix at lunchtime and get the burger and the fries, chickpea. Uh, for just uh, eighteen dollars, uh, they also do breakfast since it's the Rittenhouse Hotel. Uh, they do breakfast, and I know John's going to bark at me, but <laughs> they have sixteen-dollar omelets at breakfast. But if you want to experience, the is it fine made with dining, twelve eggs? Because then I'm down. Yeah, if you want to experience a fine dining atmosphere, uh, you want to experience the service of a fine dining restaurant. You want to experience the uh, you know the ambiance. To being able to look down on your neighbors who didn't get in. Exactly. You That's can, priceless. You can eat at these places. You don't have to spend the $100. You can eat at these places for those low price points I told you.
1: And if you feel like it, just tell people
0: you did. Nobody's going to check the receipts. All right. Special thanks to Irene Levy Baker, author of the book. Irene, it was great to finally get to talk to you. Thanks it was so much such for a great time talking to her. Uh, it's unique. Uh, Unique Philadelphia Eats and Eateries. Unique Eats and Eateries of Philadelphia. Irene Levy Baker, available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.
1: And you'll be able to catch her all over October and November. Oh, October and November. Website. She's going to be everywhere. She's going to be signing books, doing food. And go oh to the website, gosh. and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. you'll get the whole list. Uh, special thanks to our in-studio guest, Buck Chun, four weeks old. Uh, people just get over there in get Old over city there. get over there the food is amazing they look at temperature when they're <laughs> when they're making their food <laughs> that's not common uh so once again, uh, Buck Chun, thank you guys for being here. Is there yeah, any last words? Would I will like say
1: this. Kentucky should be worried because this Korean fried chicken, <laughs> way, way, way <laughs> beyond anything I'm getting at the drive through <laughs> with a Pepsi It a sure biscuit. ain't the kernel, I'll tell you No, it is not. <laughs> it's uh, the real anything KFC.
3: You, What's that? It's the real KFC. Has, it's the real KFC. Hashtag, hashtag real KFC, say? everybody. Yeah. Um, so this week, we have a new menu starting on Tuesday as well. So come in, order a main dish, and get an appetizer for 50% off. Wow. Um, oh, nice. So I'll leave it at that and hopefully we'll see you this week. Oh, this
0: is great. This is great. My name's Kevin Wilson. I'm the author of the book Table for One, available at Barnes Noble. Find me on social media, dining on a dime at yahoo.com at dining on the dime on Twitter. Uh, J. Cole is the greatest food truck uh, 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 consultant in the history. Impresario. J.
3: Cole.
0: J. Cole, what can they do? How can they find you? Because we're uh, out You of can time.
1: find me at, at J. Cole on Twitter, J. Cole on Instagram and Facebook. Quick shout out to my food truck authority partner, Gary Koppelman. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday, Gary. All right, guys, we'll be back here live next Sunday. Have a great week. Stay hungry.